Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with uh, Dominic Stevenson, and uh, it was actually quite interesting because I was a guest on her podcast earlier. So to have her as a uh, as a guest on mine, I think is is, is awesome. So uh, we wanted to get her perspectives in terms of her background as a future black physician. Uh, she moved into kind of the business area, and she's actually a professional artist. So we'll tap into a little bit more of her background. But uh, Dominic, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now? Well, hi, Luki. It's a pleasure being here. And I just feel like we've come full circle um, <laughs> with you being on my first podcast. Um, so I am actually in a health tech industry right now, um, currently as a on the customer care side of things. So I've definitely been like the face of what I found to be interesting, the, t- the tech world. And, and I brought the health interest there, the, the passion for health, as you mentioned, with Future Black physicians that I was a part of in the past. Um, right now, I also am a professional artist, as you mentioned. I've finally <laughs> taken the leap in selling my art, creating it, um, putting it online, promoting it. I have a website, dominicjustina.com, and that's where I like to put all my my creative endeavors on, including my podcast, which is the next thing. Um, I'm really, it's really my pride and joy. And I'm really trying to focus on creating more content with uh, younger folks who are creatively inspired to kind of take their own path, similarly the way I I, I have. So um, yeah, I have a few things in the works. <laughs> I can't say I'm like, I can pick and choose. I, I think I'm all of them combined at the moment, still figuring things out. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And it, it kind of goes to some of the breadth of uh, what's going on and, and the possibilities where you don't have to necessarily restrict yourself to one of those things. So I'd, I'd love to kind of step back and, and talk a little bit more about yourself as, as a kid growing up. So uh, we alluded to the fact that uh, you want to grow up and, and become a doctor. So uh, was that always the case, uh, even when you were kind of uh, young? Like, where did you grow up? How did you grow up? And, and what were the kind of the influences along the way? Good question. Um, yes, I think I. Okay, so I grew up in Jamaica, and I think their thing, the traditional industries are very well promoted to high school students, and that's the lawyer, the doctor, um, that kind of thing. Right. But for me, I personally was always surrounded by art. So my dad is a musician, and mm. so I was introduced to music first. But then my parents put me in dance class. And so I was introduced to performing and using my body. And again, in comes music. Um, So I always thought of myself as, I guess, quote unquote, right brained. But then I always did so well in bio (laughs) in school. And this is from elementary school. And I just followed that science track straight through to high school, straight through to university. Um, No one in my family was a physician, which is funny enough. I just thought, you know, my parents really latched on to the idea because of course, like every parent wants to brag about their <laughs> child being a doctor. Sure. I, they never forced me though. So that's the thing. Um, I never felt forced as a kid, always had these artistic influences. Um, I also like, as a kid, like followed through with dance, uh, 
through to like doing dance company when I moved to New York and learned some modern contemporary dance there. And then while doing that, I was also doing visual arts. So I guess I, I could say that art just never truly left my life. I just finally decided to pick up the paintbrush and treat it a little bit more seriously instead of putting it on the back burner. And I think science took a step back eventually. So I think, yeah, as a kid, I was just always like always doing art, but never thought of it as like that path for me um, to take us seriously. And I was inspired to do science because I was a very curious kid. I always had questions specifically with like human behavior. I felt like I was the kind of kid who would always observe more than speak, which is funny because now I speak with the more confidence now, but back then, like if you thought I was a mute, I wouldn't blame you because I just, (laughs) I would, I would, I would, it would pass a shyness. I think I was just a very shy kid. And when I look back at it, I'm just like, I think I was just observing. Like I just felt like I was observing like, a television show or something life was a television show and I often forgot that I could be more involved and I often felt like I was more of the the audience so it's interesting now I feel like all those observations I've made as a kid now I have something to say and when when I say things I I just feel like I I search for meaning within them when I say them because back then I just I I kept them to myself it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. So yeah, I'd love if you kind of uh, walked us through a little bit more on your journey. So, so you grew up in Jamaica mm-hmm. and you have those aspirations to, uh, to, to become a doctor, mainly because it seemed like uh, a pretty prestigious thing to do, right? So everybody else came from, came from a music family and, oh, wow, we have a potential uh, doctor in the family. Seems like the right path to follow. But then you mentioned that, that you ended up in, in New York for uh, a bit of dance in there. And then somehow you ended up in, in Toronto doing um, and, and starting uh, an organization like Future Black Physicians. Uh, so how did, how did that uh, arc happen? Um, well, of course, for uh, my parents, specifically my mom, she wanted to see my um, opportunities expand. And so the idea of studying abroad or studying internationally came about because of her ambitions Mm -hmm. for me. So I moved to New York to finish up high school and I did the normal high school requirements. I did, I was following along the scientific path. So I did biopsychology, those kinds of subjects, but art again, just followed me along. So I ended up being invited actually into the dance company and um funny story because I tried to join the volleyball team and I got kicked off almost (laughs) immediately (laughs) I was just that bad um so ended up joining the dance company and then joining choir that kind of thing finished high school applied to colleges and I got into U of T and by then uh, my mom had Um, applied for us to be permanent residents so it just made a lot of sense to move to Canada at that point and um, ended up at U of T still was following the science track um, wanted to do neuroscience as a major and um, realized hey there is no pre-med program (laughs) what's going like being the track to as a pre-med student the track to medical school is a a pretty intense one and you want to make sure that you're doing all the things you need to do in order to be a successful and attractive candidate right or applicant and so I just found it super um, daunting that there was no program like a one-stop shop in place 
um, for me to kind of lean on for support and help. And worse, there wasn't any representation. Like I wasn't seeing many um, Black physicians around or Black medical students for that matter. Um, I mean, at some point I realized that U of T, I was at U of T and the class of, I forgot which class it was, but there was only one Black student who was admitted and that to me was just very discouraging so I think I voiced my concern to Ike Okafor and he was working on the downtown campus and he mentioned like honestly if actually let me backtrack before I did anything about it I inquired so I did my surveys with upper years with new um, new students like first years with mid-years everyone I could find and they're they're also black and their response to my question which at the time was do you feel supported on your journey to med school it was all the same no and I just thought it's okay so it's not just me it's not because I'm new to the country it's not because I'm in my first year like I have third years telling me the same thing this is an actual problem what can I do to help solve this not just for myself but for all the other folks around me so I, I voiced my concern to Aiko Kofor. At this point, I, I knew that I wasn't the only person feeling this way. I got everyone in one room and that's kind of how the future Black Physicians was formed or the inception. So what happened in the room was, I would say where the magic started, everyone started voicing out, fleshing out the problems. What could we do to solve? What do you need? Mentorship, what do you need? Um, I guess, testing, testing support. What do you need? Events, what do you need? So all these things started coming to place and I was just making notes of these and thinking okay it would be really nice to have an organization it would be really nice to have a team it would be really nice to make this official and yeah that's that's basically um why future black physicians started because I I literally sat down one day and I was like this is a problem let me see if anyone else is (laughs) facing this problem um before then I never really true I never truly saw myself as a leader per se um but I think that experience was the first time I was like hey I actually enjoy this not because of like I didn't think it brought as like this feeling of importance to me it wasn't that at all it was this feeling of proactiveness and getting people to connect that wouldn't necessarily connect outside of the the situation and like um priming priming the um the air so that we could work as a team and and get far and help each other out so I think I my low-key I'd like to say my interest in business started there without me knowing does that answer your question yeah of course so I think what I heard there is uh you definitely found uh, an interest and passion in, in, in that kind of difference that you made uh, because you found this, this problem, uh, you felt it, uh, and then you realize, hey, everybody else con- kind of feels it as well. And then uh, as, as a result, you did something about it. You put together this, this organization, and that's kind of where the underpinnings of, of business come in. And, and where I'd want to uh, turn the conversation is to, well, now that you're the, the leader of a future Black physicians, uh, mm-hmm. And then, well, you're not a doctor right now, so kind of <laughs> oh, what what happened, and 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 how do you go through that? Because um, from from our previous discussions, like like you you identified a lot with that because you are kind of the face of the program. You built it, you you incepted it, and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, something else happened. So can can you walk us through a little bit about uh, how you you moved on and, and found something different? 
Good question. And so I also want to preface this by saying there was, I think, a version of Future Black Physicians before. So what I did okay. was instead of creating a new organization, I just brought my idea to, at the time, the person who was, who used to lead an organization similarly, and we joined forces there. And I was able right. to help breathe life into it more with my ideas. But um, yeah, I, I functioned with a team of people who were in the same situation. The idea was to overexpose. So this feeling of not being supported or being under supported, that was the issue. And what I wanted was the opposite of that. I wanted us to be so saturated in resources and um, context and mentorship that we were heavily informed in this idea of not just how do I make it to med school, but do I want to go to med school? And the goal I realized wasn't necessarily to transform everybody into a physician. Sure. The goal was to have a stream or community of support to help everyone make an informed decision. And I realized that was happening like when I would, would see the, the ro first rotation of execs, some came and they left because thankfully the group was able to show them enough where they knew, okay, this is not my path and I'm okay to step away now knowing that I understand exactly like what this decision means for me and that this is the right decision. I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, a little bit disappointed, a little bit feeling, you know, obligated. I have to stay. There's no way I can leave. Even if my feelings start to change. Well, little did I know my feelings started to change. Um, there was one particular event that I went to and I, I realized, wow, I do not see myself doing this and feeling fulfilled. But I didn't quite know how to communicate that. So I kept that internally. And then I remember I was interviewing an exec member who I wanted to join the team. Um, she's awesome. And I, the way how she spoke about um, becoming a physician, I asked her what her backup plan was. And Luki, she said to me, there is no backup plan. This is it. This is all. <laughs> this is it. And I was so moved by that. And I also understood like, hey, I do not feel that way. I don't think, I think of my creative skills. I think of art. I think of, I, I definitely didn't think this was the only path. And so I realized quickly that that sort of passion to becoming a medical doctor wasn't necessarily there. And mm -hmm. it was tough to reconcile with. Um, but I had to be honest with myself. Now, why I truly stuck around was because I really, really, really enjoyed working with the team, creating events, like problem solving, that kind of thing. I realized at the end of the day, what, what I really love the most for me about Future Back Physicians was running the organization. And I think that to me felt the most fulfilling. And then being able to inspire folks and, um, help them along their journeys I mean recently someone got uh, someone from our group got accepted into med school and she turned to me wow. and she thanked me and she's like you know my influence was helpful for her and that made me feel really great um, so at the end of the day um, I think towards the end of like me about being about to leave and graduate I just mentioned to my my peers that I didn't think <laughs> that I would want to go to med school. And, you know, someone else on the executive team who was really good at her role, 
admitted the same thing in such a carefree way that I think at that moment, I just felt like, okay, I can breathe. It's fine. It's fine. I've explored this quite enough where I'm pretty confident and I don't have that what if in my head compared to if I probably hadn't started the group and didn't feel supported throughout my four years with the with the um um with my pre-med journey so yeah I think I just overexposed myself to the point where I was able to make an informed decision and for that for that I feel pretty confident in you know my step away my stepping away cool and, and what would you say to those who are kind of in a similar situation, whether they're on a path to become a, a doctor or a lawyer, accountant or whatever, kind of that traditional path where uh, a lot of it was bestowed upon them by, by mom and dad, by culture. And like, it, it's nothing wrong with, with wanting to go there, but uh, deep down they realize this is not what I want to uh, do. This is not what I want to be. So in lieu of uh, oversaturating themselves, <laughs> like, I don't know if, if uh, they have the same opportunities, but it's someone who's in that situation of, of making that hard decision. Like uh, wh- what sort of things might you suggest to them? And then, and then another question that I have is, is what does the, uh, the discussion with, with mom and dad sound like? Like how, how, does, how does that happen? Is, is that an easy one? Is that a challenging one? Um, so if you can kind of walk us through uh, those two things, that would be amazing. Wow. Okay. That's a really good question. Um, I definitely agree with you. You don't have to go as far as like creating a club or organization to <laughs> sure. make an informed decision. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think one thing I would, I would take away from my experience though, is to talk to people because at the end of the day, you know, your, your family might want you to do the traditional role, but it's your life and you want to make sure that you kind of lay a bed for yourself where you'll be able to to live it without um, adding like additional stress stresses or pressures. You want to be happy ultimately with what you're doing. And so it's important to really reflect and think, is this something I want to do? And to think about what are the influences? Well, why? What's the why behind the reason you're going for that position and if it's a strong enough why that you that you find agreeable then go for it but if you're having doubts don't push it down because they'll come back up sooner or later in my opinion so you could talk to people who are already in those positions find them on LinkedIn you could ask your own ask a family friend um it doesn't have to be an organization and and just ask what's the day in the life you know you're interested um people are a lot more forgiving and, and, and ready to help than you might think. So uh, it would be nice to uh, kind of do some investigative work. There's also so many YouTube videos on different um, different career paths. I find mm-hmm. YouTube is like the best university sometimes. <laughs> um, so you could look up a day in the life of, let's say, a product manager or a, um, a lawyer, a doctor, even a medical school student. So there's a lot of information online and lots of people we can access through our social media. Um, And then on top of that, with the talk with your parents, well, for me, it never, I think it may have been easier because my parents weren't forcing me. Right. I will say my dad was a little bit more disappointed, which is funny (laughs) because he's an artist and um, he wanted me to be in something what I believe was the opposite of what he was doing something a bit more secure and um safe and so I remember (laughs) he was introducing me to a friend and he was introducing me as like a a future uh, neuroscientist 
and I hadn't told him at that point. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, dad, uh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, things changed um, because he's not here in Canada with me. He's in Jamaica. Sure. So uh, but he wasn't mad. And to be honest, when your parents see that uh, you're doing something that um, you're doing something that feels the, the most right for you. From my parents, they were very forgiving. And if if your parents aren't forgiving in, in the beginning, the hope is for them to finally see, you know, see finally see the um value in you choosing what's right for you when you're able to make something of it. So and that takes time. So um it might not be the most pleasant conversation right away. I was just blessed to have my parents um be really reasonable. Yeah, and, and I found kind of similar things where oftentimes what parents want for their kids is for them to be happy, right? And, and the traditional path is you get a good job, which is kind of doctor, lawyer, accountant, engineer, all those sort of things, and then uh, you, you live a happy life. Um, but oftentimes, if you have a clear understanding, clear informed decision and conviction that you want to go down this other path, uh, most I, I find when, when they have the conversation are, are quite reasonable, um, maybe pass a little bit of shock <laughs> because you spend a lot of time uh, down a certain path. Uh, but as long as it, it's not considered like a, a willy nilly decision, uh, well, I, I'm just going to go with the, the direction of the wind. If you have a plan and a clear understanding of where you want to go, uh, most parents I find are, are quite supportive. Uh, and on the, the first aspect about uh, if, if you're curious about your own decision, making it certain, I think that why is so important. And uh, what I kind of heard is, is a different version of, of exposing yourself, not overexposing, but you need to talk to people, you need to get in, in that area, you need to be around folks that are going to be doing what you want to do. And if none of that resonates with you, well, you might want to think something else, right? And, and if it, it just uh, maybe it's butterflies in your stomach and you're just a little bit nervous, well, maybe you, you keep uh, going. Um, but if it's at some point where you consistently talk to people in that area and they have the, the dream job that you've always wanted and you're not resonating with anything in the conversation, <laughs> well, there, there's probably something to that. So I think that that's a uh, great wisdom uh, and advice there. But uh, I mean, the story doesn't end there because uh, you, you've now uh, kind of switched, uh, I guess, in different paths where uh, the art artist in you has kind of resurged where I, I guess you're, you're on multiple paths where you're also in, in business and in, in, in art as well. So can you walk us through kind of that, that, that part of the journey as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, so one thing I, I probably left out is we're not truly exposed to all the opportunities um, out there. And sometimes sure. we can create our own opportunities. So just because you say no to a path that you felt was for you um, for some time, it doesn't mean that um, an, a, a variation of that that's just for you isn't out there. It's just for you to search. And I'm still searching. So Ironically, I moved into health tech because I knew I didn't want to be in a traditional hospital or tra traditional healthcare space. <laughs> Another red flag <laughs> when I was trying to become a physician. Um, but yeah, I knew I wanted to be in a more modern, nuanced space that had a more of a primary focus on um, preventative healthcare. Um, and I kind of just I landed on. Um, a health tech company that uh, was a startup. So things were so different in the corporate world. It's It was not as traditional at all. And I was loving it. And there are some 
hard parts of parts of it and um I mean volumes can get really crazy you don't have as big of 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 a workforce to handle uh the capacity of work um at hand sometimes and so this is a period of of my life where I really needed really really needed um something uh, that felt like therapy and for me art always felt like therapy and um I guess in school, I was so busy and focused on the organization with Future Black Physicians. And I did a bunch of other things. I was doing um, part-time work at the university with the International Student Center. I was doing other clubs. I was executing, um, sorry, I was uh, on the executive team for a bunch of other clubs and just the busiest person in the world and definitely putting my art on the back burner. So now I'm in the workforce Now I'm feeling added pressures and now I'm feeling more inclined to, you know, self, self, self uh, soothe and, and go back to my core, which is art. And so again, art just came up, like it follows me around. I'm telling you, I don't, I, anyways, <laughs> so, um, I, it, I think I started to take it a bit more seriously when I, as soon as I graduated and I thought, let me start this podcast. My first um, guest was, uh, was an artist and he was super, super confident in the art he was creating. And at the time I had this little beanie art Instagram and it was private and I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow anybody on it. So I would post and I would make these captions really just talking to myself like oh this process was super fun I got to try this color and (laughs) you know like the complete antithesis of what social media should be I wasn't socializing I was it was like a private blog kind of thing and he encouraged me to make it public and so I did Mm -hmm. that and then after a while my confidence started to build and then I started to create pieces and then I joined an a non-for-profit or art organization that helps um, emerging artists in Toronto and they really exposed me to more creatives in the city and more opportunities to to use my art and to make art and I guess eventually like I was inspired enough and confident enough like who did I think I was (laughs) to put the art that was on my secret Instagram page, now a public Instagram page, now on a public website and now available for sale. It kind of just snowballed and became a thing of its own. Um, And it wasn't planned necessarily. I just kind of like felt like taking the next step as the moment arrives. So um, I'm really grateful for for that journey, though, looking back that it, it happened that way. Yeah, I think that that's amazing. And, and what I took from that is uh, sometimes folks are uh, stuck in the throes of life, right? So the busyness of, of the world uh, that that kind of takes over. But if you take a step back and go back to whatever it is that kind of gives you comfort and that kind of therapeutic <laughs> nature of it, for you as art, yeah. for other people, it could be whatever it is. And uh, kind of surround yourself in, in that community and, and grow and, and kind of allow yourself to uh, be within it. And then uh, maybe there's other things that happen and, and maybe you can start uh, selling whatever it is that you're doing. So uh, the, the bakers of the world, the, I don't know, crocheters of the world or whatever, uh, or, or, or I don't know, the, the um, video gamers of the world. Well, whatever it is that, that, that uh, kind of uh, follows you around, <laughs> as you mentioned, yeah. uh, maybe bring it back yeah. up 
and and uh, give it a shot, right? Because if yeah. the, the universe is trying to tell you something, then then maybe you do, uh, and maybe that's not it, or it's not time. Um, but eventually, if you start listening, then then things kind of come to you. So I think that that that's amazing. And what sort of uh, uh, I guess advice or or swike the stuff I wish I knew earlier would you give to yourself? Uh, in any kind of major milestones of, of, of your uh, journey. So whether it's the, uh, I don't know, uh, high schooler in, in, in New York <laughs> uh, or the, the university student or like the, the recent grad, like are there any kind of key things that, that if you could give yourself like a, a post-it note piece of paper <laughs> of kind of words of wisdom <laughs> for yourself, what, what might you sneak in uh, through kind of like all the, the time dimensional portals or whatever, right? <laughs> Good question. Um, I have to think about this one because I think it would be a couple of things. The first one is definitely, and again, like really great question. The first one being um, trust the journey enough where, because I, I would get super as a kid, like super anxious about the future. And sometimes I still do. Um, but now that I am where I am, I realize things, life events are connected. And that thing that you thought was happening for no reason actually is a major reason why you're here now. And so I, I realized that, you know, if, if I stress less about um, what I think the timing should be and just embrace the reality of what is. So I guess it's this idea of just being present and doing the best you can in the moment you can and just focusing on the things that are within your control oh my gosh that <laughs> that would have I, I think that would have led to so many um so so many uh I guess opportunities to not be as anxious as I was and sure. it wasn't helping anybody it wasn't helping me um so yeah trusting the process and trusting the timing um the next thing is if you have a skill, embrace it and don't hide it. Don't tuck it away in a corner. It's almost selfish to do that. Share it with the world. Know you're not being, I guess I would say braggadocious. You're not being obnoxious. You're not being egotistical. Share it with the world. Share it with yourself. Don't be ashamed of it. Um, embrace your gift and work on it. Work on your craft. Develop your craft. Um, yeah, I think those are the, the main two things. I would say is you just trust the timing and the journey and, and don't hide your gifts away from the world. Yeah, that's amazing. I think for the, the first one in trusting the journey, what came to mind is uh, I often talk to folks uh, dealing with kind of stress and anxiety and stuff like that. And, and I usually draw two circles where the first inner circle is what I call the, the sphere of concern. Uh, sorry, the sphere of influence. So the stuff there is what you can control, what you can do something about. And outside that uh, a larger circle is the uh, sphere of concern. So the things that you should know about and be aware of, but unfortunately you can't really do anything about. Uh, too many people yeah. live in that sphere of concern, right? Yeah. Uh, versus like, you can't really do anything about it. Uh, and th the thing is, if you can't do anything about it, uh, why worry about it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and if you live in that sphere of influence, if you can do something about it, well, choose when you do it, right? Do you wanna do it right now? Do you wanna do it next week, next month, next year or whatever, or just sometime in the near future? And when you can kind of get that under wraps and figure out what the, the difference is uh, of what is really in your, your influence versus what you should just be aware of, then that can be uh, so much free, so much more free 
and and you become more peaceful as a result too and I mean I struggle with it just as much as everybody else uh, but uh, I've learned to manage it a little bit better and on your skills yeah I, I would echo that where like uh, I, I would encourage folks to pick something and find something to, to master, right? And, and be the best, whatever it is that you want to be, right? So if, if you want to be a crocheter or whatever, be the best damn crocheter you want to be. And that's one of the things that I aspire for my kids is I don't really care what you be, but whatever you be, be the best damn whatever it is <laughs> that, that you can be. Um, so it, it, like it's what. It's one where so many people are kind of hedging bets and they're kind of just doing kind of everything. Whereas, sure, let, let's let's commit. And it doesn't mean you can't change it, right? Because oftentimes when you follow one path, you, you can build off and, and, and it turns into something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, like if I take my case in point, uh, I did uh, like computer science. I was okay at coding. I was pretty decent and good. I, was, uh, I went into consulting um, and I was pretty good at that. Uh, but what consulting has with what I'm doing now is, is I would like advise and coach my clients. And I think I'm a pretty good coach. But then the, the challenge is uh, now that I see the world of coaching and all those amazing people out there, it's like, ah, I, I suck. <laughs> and I have so much more to go. And But at the same time, I'm, I'm probably better than a lot of other people. So I'm constantly learning and growing and things like that. And I encourage uh, folks to do the same. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so thanks for sharing your story. And what are kind of the the, the future aspirations uh, upcoming? Well, I, I know you're, you're still figuring stuff out. Uh, there's still uh, much more to go, but what's kind of uh, in the immediate horizon? Are there any kind of key milestones or key things that are uh, underway, more that we can find from the, from the podcast or uh, more art installations and pieces or, or, or something else? Good, um, good question. I, before I answer this, I also wanted to say you say you said crochet twice. So yeah. I'm wondering, Luki, is this one of your like hidden passions? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say that. I think I, I watched uh, um, it's like a, a Korean drama or something, and, and my wife was watching it. And that guy, he knitted like a, a scarf for for his uh, girlfriend thing. So it, it just came to mind. But hey, I, I never say never. So maybe I, I should pick know. up some yarn and, and and maybe I'm <laughs> the world's greatest crocheter. And 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 I, I just don't even know, right? But uh, yeah, maybe I'll I'll look into that. But uh, yeah. yeah, so so what sort of things are upcoming for, for, for you? For me. Um, okay, so I recently have been looking into product management because I um I did a business course, well, kind of like an accelerated program. So they cramped like 10 MBA courses in four months. But <laughs> okay. um <laughs> I was introduced to product management while I was studying there. And it's the idea of like conceptualizing um something an idea into a physical product from the idea generation stage straight through to execution that like I think is my and since I'm in the tech realm like I think it's one of the things that's the most intriguing to me and I'd love to experience that so you know please send good vibes my way um that's a that's a direction I want to take um in my um I guess I would say the tech realm of my career um, in terms of everything else, my creative side, um, also thinking that I could use more of my creative side in, in the um, tech elements of my career with product management. But in my creative side, it's more a bit more traditional. Um, I want to be creating more pieces, selling more pieces, populating my, my, my website and being more consistent. I was, I was also talking to you about this, being more consistent with my podcast because I had stopped at a point. 
now that I've um now that I've kind of brought it over to YouTube, I'm I'm hoping to breathe more life into it. Um, my my sister is on board with helping me with it, so it's not just a one man band anymore. I'm really excited about that, and um, yeah, just continue creating. Whether it's the podcast project or creating a painting, I really do believe that creativity is not just traditional arts. In a sense, everyone has power to to create something whether it's a business idea or you know coding or that kind of thing um so I will always be doing that and besides the career milestone the 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 um upcoming one uh, with the product management and the um aspirations towards building out more podcast episodes and building out um well not building out but creating more paintings I hope to see it all come together one day. My aspiration is that it all comes together and I'm a creative director of, uh, I don't know what it, what it could be, but I'm, I want to ultimately bind all my creations together in a way that helps to support others on, on their journeys to creating more of their unique, um, unique path in this world. So it's, a, it's kind of a lofty goal and I don't think I have the best words for that distant future aspiration, but um, yeah, I, I kind of long for the day for for all the pieces to kind of fit into a puzzle that finally makes sense. Because you caught me at a really interesting time, Luki. Like it's still <laughs> it's still trying to make sense, and um, I'm just I'm enjoying the journey a lot more now. It was very daunting. I will tell you, like even though I knew it was the right decision to walk away from becoming a physician. Um, and like no disrespect to any of the folks who want to become a physician. It's a really great um, and valuable role in society. I just, I felt so lost because here I was, you know, wanting to do this thing for years and kind of felt like my world got pulled from under me because now what was I, what am I meant to do? What am I supposed to do? So I'm enjoying the, the journey right now and I, I'm kind of longing for the day for it to all make sense no i i think we caught you at the perfect time in the sense that uh, part of it is, is following <laughs> you on your journey and figuring out where all of this takes you and all the uh, amazing uh, kind of adventures that you'll have and and i kind of see you as kind of uh, the uh, founder and product manager of, of an uh, i don't know artistic tech company uh with a podcast <laughs> on the side that interviews all these uh, amazing artists and creators out there uh, that puts them and makes them available on this platform, like the the Uber for artists, whatever that might be, or the Airbnb for artists. Pick one of those things, oh. and uh, and that's a really uh, good idea. There, there <laughs> I go. love and, that. And and, and go yeah. build it out and 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 uh, ha have that done. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, you shared a lot of uh, your story, which I think will help a lot of people in order to uncover and hopefully make their own uh, decisions and, and journey. Like, so if you want to be a doctor, do it, uh, but make sure it's, it's, it's a good decision. If you have um, kind of hesitations, well, think about it. And the right answer still might be to do it. Uh, but do it with an with an open mind and and uh, overexposed information <laughs> would would be good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and thanks so much for joining us. And hopefully we'll have you back uh, to kind of give us an update and, and, and maybe talk about some other things. Like there, I, I found a, a bunch of topics that we could probably do a deep dive into. But uh, Dominic, thanks so much for, for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Luki. This is great. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.